What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Through the Smoke. I'm Andrew Ivins, riding solo today. Bit of emergency podcast here. Uh, me and David spoke on Friday in the morning. We talked about the offensive coordinator situation for Miami. Um, both discussed in length, kind of Rhett Lashley and our thoughts on that. So if you guys haven't listened to that podcast, I would go ahead and do that. Um, we also dropped some a little bit of scoop in terms of what Miami might be looking for uh, in the quarter in the transfer portal when it comes to quarterbacks and I share my thoughts on the Under Armour All-American Week so if you haven't checked that out be sure to listen to that episode uh, now what I got coming to you um, is a one-on-one -on -one interview with Auburn insider Keith Newber uh, he is a uh, member of the 24-7 Sports Network he knows Rhett very well from his time at Auburn so it's a great interview gives you kind of some insight into Lashley the recruiter so be sure to check it out uh, and I'm sure me and David will be back here uh, probably on Monday or, or maybe even Sunday to kind of just go fully in depth on what we think about this hire for Manny Diaz. Uh, joined now by Auburn undercover insider Keith Newber. Keith you covered Rhett um, I guess a couple of years ago when he was at Auburn, just your initial impression of the hire. I know you came to our message board and just kind of what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I think he's a bright young guy. And, uh, you know, he was, you know, when you're an offensive coordinator at Auburn, you're always going to sort of play second fiddle to the head man because he's an offensive guy. That's Gus Malzahn. But he's a Gus Malzahn protege. He played for him in high school. He really understood that offense and, and was kind of, you know, it was, who really was pulling the strings? That's up for debate. Probably Gus. But he learned so much of the offense working for Gus. And I think there was a point later in his career at Auburn when he had a much more significant role as a play caller. But, uh, and, and they had some success. So, uh, you know, obviously being an offensive coordinator is more about <laughs> more than just about calling plays. It's about QB evaluations QB development and then you know you got to be able to recruit too and as a recruiter which is what I cover I thought he was an outstanding recruiter Andrew that really could relate to kids uh was a young energetic guy but also very confident he's a big guy he's a tall guy um you know he's that kind of QB alpha male type um, confident but not cocky uh, could go into homes of every different kind of kid and really be able to communicate what he wanted to communicate. And, and I'll give you some examples here. He was uh, very instrumental in Auburn landing two five-star running backs and carry on Johnson. Well, carry on Johnson might've technically been a four-star, but he's now the starting running back for the Detroit lions. And then a guy named rock Thomas, who never really quite panned out uh, as much as people thought. I mean, he's been in the NFL, uh, but he was a five-star recruit. And that was a guy that he beat out Lane Kiffin for, by the way, Lane Kiffin would never give up on rock Thomas, but, uh, that was a Rhett Lashley, a huge win for him. He just he just has a way to connect with kids. And, you know, obviously when you're the QB coach and offensive coordinator at a school like Miami, you've got to go across the country to get QBs because, you know, Andrew, as you know, the state of Florida isn't exactly <laughs> – it's not QB heaven, you know what I mean? And yeah. so he can do that. He can go into different living rooms and sell his vision. He's coached different kinds of quarterbacks. Shane Bruchelle is a different kind of quarterback than Nick Marshall. Uh, so he's got a lot that he can sell, uh, and he's – you know, uh, he, he's really kind of a guy that's moving up and is probably going to be a head coach. And I think uh, at some point, I think he may have either turned down uh, a, like Louisiana Monroe, that head job, or was involved. I mean, different schools have looked at him for the for head coaching jobs before. He's he's very well thought of on many levels. I, I just think it's a good hire. I guess, who knows? I mean, play calling and you have the I mean, you can be the greatest play caller in the world, but if you ain't got the dudes, you ain't got the dudes. So 
I just know well, him personally. People like him, and as a recruiter, he's an outstanding recruiter. Well, that's the that's the one thing Keith you brought up, and I think it's pretty unique. You know, Miami really for the past three or four years, um, they haven't had an offensive coordinator that helps out with other targets aside from just yeah. uh, quarterbacks. So you're you're saying he's a guy who you think can maybe help out on the offensive line and help with some of those targets, like yeah. he. Like he yeah. eats and breathes and sleeps recruiting, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, I don't know if he eats, sleep, eats, sleeps and breathes it, but he he gets it, man. I mean, he's and look, he's and I, I'm not, you know, I grew up a, a Miami fan. I went to UF. Everybody might as well just admit that now, Andrew. But <laughs> but, uh, but I grew up, a, I grew up a Kings fan. The only reason I'm bringing that up is because I followed Miami for a long time, right? And you, but I don't know what their dynamic is now. And a lot of schools, the offensive coordinator recruits a really small area, maybe their position, because usually they're the QB coach, and then and then a small area. So I don't know what kind of area they're going to give him, but I know that he has recruited different areas in Alabama and had great success. Uh, Oxford, Alabama, where the five-star running back uh, Rock Thomas was from, is two hours north of Auburn. Uh, he, he went way north of that to get on Johnson. But he also was instrumental in Auburn landing Jared Stidham. I mean, does Auburn beat Alabama and Georgia uh, two years ago if they don't have Jared Stidham at quarterback? And you know, uh, the, the backstory there is that Gus Malzahn and Art Bryles have always been great friends. And so when Bryles was fired at, or let go at uh, Baylor and Jared Stidham, the, the, the you know former highly rated quarterback, was looking for a new home, that really got them in the door with Auburn, Bryles' relationship with, with Gus Malzahn. But it was Rhett Lashley that really kind of closed the door on everybody else and built a strong relationship with Jared. And look, I mean, look at Miami's great quarterbacks through the years. From Ken Dorsey to Vinny Testaverde to Steve Walsh to Jim Kelly, these are guys that came from all parts of the country, right? And that's what QB recruiting is. And I think Rhett is a guy that's proven he can go to Texas and get a guy. You know, Sean White never was a star at Auburn, okay? But he wasn't terrible, uh, and that's a guy that Rhett Lashley went and got. Now you could say, okay, well he wasn't wasn't great, but but you had to beat out some people to get him. Yeah, so no. There's there's yep. a guy that he got out of Fort Lauderdale. And Jared Stidham, he got out of, uh, I think it's McClellan, Texas, or Stephenville, Texas, excuse me. So he's shown that he can go into different areas and get guys. QBs like him. He himself, Andrew, was once a, a, you know, a pretty good high school quarterback that signed with Arkansas. Now his career never took off, uh, but he's been through the recruiting process. He understands what it's like. I, I just think he's a bright guy. I mean, let me tell you something. I guarantee you he's getting flooded with text messages today. Uh, congratulations, not just from coaches, Andrew, but from people in our business. And yeah. I tell you, I'm one of them. I, I like the guy. And and yeah. people like the guy. And, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, you just never know what these things, how these things are going to work out. But I think he can get Miami uh, Miami in the door with some good quarterback recruits again. I, and again, I think the ses- success they had with Shane Bouchelle at, at SMU, uh, you know, says a lot. I guess the question would be, kind of QB evaluator is he and that I don't know because we don't what we don't know at at Auburn Andrew is who was really the the puppet master who was making the decisions on who to offer okay was it him or was it Gus you know I think between you me and everybody listening and all the Auburn fans that'll end up listening is we were pretty sure it's Gus that makes the final decision so they had some misses uh Woody Barrett out of uh Orlando uh was a big miss he's at Kent State now uh, Jeremy Johnson out of Montgomery, they thought was going to be a star. He was a big miss. Uh, there's been some big misses, but again, were, were those Rhett Lashley evaluations? 
I think they were Gus Malzahn calls. And by the way, you're never going to hit 100% of your QBs. I mean, let's be no. honest. I mean, they signed a guy one year while, while Rhett was there named Tyler Queen, and I'm sure Miami fans have not heard of him. He finished his career as a tight end at West Georgia. Okay, signed as a quarterback at Auburn, finished as a, as a tight end at West Georgia. Fantastic kid. But Auburn took him when, if they would have made a move a little earlier, you know who wanted to go there? He's going to be NFL MVP this year. Okay, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Wanted to go to Auburn. Was that Rhett Lashley's decision? My guess is no. I, I, you know. <laughs> uh, but in terms of relationship building, he's got Is, is he going to be a great QV evaluator? I mean, as much as I like the guy personally, I don't know. He may be yeah. the best ever. We, we, don't, we don't know. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I, again, he's got a lot of connections in states where you find good quarterbacks, which Texas. He grew up in Arkansas, and he's going to be recruiting quarterbacks out of Texas. And Miami is, Miami's best quarterbacks historically have been out of state guys, right? Yeah. No, and we know, we, right. Yeah, we know there's a lot of great quarterbacks in Texas. That would seem to be a good thing for Miami. You know what yeah. I mean? So, well, Keith, I like I don't, I, yeah. yeah. I don't want to hold you much longer. I know you're, what are you driving yeah. back right now from the Under Armour yeah. game? Um, <laughs> yeah. Driving back to Atlanta. Yeah. Well, hey, I appreciate the insight. Thank you big time. Um, yeah. You know, now, do, you was, need, do you need me to stop and say hi to Romello Height or, or how's that work? <laughs> yeah. Can you just pull over and be like, hey, I, I got Andrew Ivins here on the podcast? Well, let me tell you something. I don't think he likes me either. So don't, don't feel too bad. I, I barely connected with the kid. Uh, but the, it's just funny how recruiting works out. But yeah, hey, I, I, I wish. Rhett, the best of luck. And, and let me tell you one last thing, Andrew. I'm going on and on just because I, I think people can tell I like this guy. He's very well thought of at Auburn. And, and I don't mean just as a coach. People like him. And I think that's important, too. Yeah, that's important as Miami tries to sell this program to the community all over again, right? And yeah. coming off of another disappointing season. I, I think this is a guy people are going to like. And, uh, you know, the more people like you, the more recruits are going to probably like you. So. Absolutely. Well, hey, Keith, I, I, I appreciate it big time. We'll talk to you next time, hopefully sometime in the future. Yeah, take, take care, man. Hey, uh, good luck next season to everybody listening.